0: Welcome to Pro Street Church. No stale, decrepit faith allowed. <laughs> right? Hopefully you walk through these doors. And if you're open, you're open to receive, you're open to hear, you're open to uh, encounter. That maybe you may walk through these doors completely dry. Your faith may be completely decrepit. You may just be completely spiritually dead. But you showed up in a place that doesn't just allow a mist doesn't just allow a drizzle, but we expect a flood of God's presence in this space that invades us. Come on, we don't want to walk out of these doors the same way we walked in. We serve a God that is alive. If we want just a religious activity, we can show up to a temple, we can show up to a mosque, but we want something active and alive, so we show up to a church where Jesus Christ is Lord, where you sent the Holy Spirit to be with us. Amen? Woo! Well, welcome to Pearl Street Church. So good to have everybody here today. If you are new and visiting, welcome. It's so good to have you. We are a church, sorry, and it is after unchurched people, people that are disconnected, far from God, people that have given up on God. That's who we are as a church, so it's good to have you. Uh, say hi to somebody on your left and right as you guys are taking a seat in the house. Say what's up to somebody. What's up, what's up? hello. Hello. Good deal. We're going to jump into this today very quickly. Uh, the pastor was a little behind last service, so he's got to get it together, this service. But we are starting a new series here today called Rooted. Rooted. The whole point of this series is for us to uh, really take a strong focus and a, and a good look at what are we rooted in? What do we believe? What is the foundation? What, what, what are we building our lives on? Can, can we really build our lives on it? Is it, is it willy-nilly? Is it shaky? Is it uh, generational? Is it uh, millennial? You know, is it with times or is it solid? It's universal. It, you know, what is it? And so we want to talk about that today. We're going to jump into these dynamics and uh, have a good conversation. So rooted. What are we rooted in? What are we building our lives on? How many guys have ever been in that place in your life before where you felt like somebody was trying to sell you something that was not what they were trying to sell you, right? They're trying to sell you as it was something that you knew it didn't have the ability to do what they said it was doing, right? Anybody ever like the used car salesman is classic. This is a classic right here. You're like, this car is not a good car, but they're like, it's the best thing. It's super reliable, It'll take you from point A to point B. They won't tell you how many times, maybe once. <laughs> like, how much is it? like $20,000. You're like, $20,000, right? Now, we, we live in a world here today that is over-commercialized, marketed, right? We live in a generation today that understands this, that everywhere you go, anything you do, you're probably getting marketed to. That there's an agenda behind the individual that is trying to get you to purchase something or do something, right? We, we live in this world. Now, we've we got to be careful, right? we got to be as wise as serpents, as Jesus said, and as humble as dove. I send you out into this world. you got to be careful as you go out and as you do. If you are unwise, you will make unwise choices, and you will probably have no money in that process. If you are unwise, you will make unwise choices, and more than likely, you're not going to live a holistic life of peace, right? It's going to be very circumstantial, very situational, and, uh, you know, so we, we live in a world that is trying to sell us and, and get us involved in some things, and we all have these moments inside of our lives that we, we have to decide what do we believe, what do we stand for, what are we going to do, what are we not going to do, and, and this is all rooted in a place on our belief system. What do we believe? What do we stand for, and how are we going to live? Now here, if we, if we really dive into it, we got to be careful that we don't just fall for anything, right? If you don't know what you believe, then you'll fall for anything, right? And you fall for anything inside of your life if you don't know what you believe. It all comes down to being stable in your understanding of what truth is so that you can have a solid foundation that no matter what opportunities that are out there, ideas, concepts, whatever it may be that come along in life you can be in a, in a firm place to say, you know what, that's not in alignment with my value system. That's not in alignment in my, uh, um, uh, with my, my belief system. It's just not in alignment with that. I believe differently, so therefore I'm going to live differently, right? And so if we don't know what that is, we can live in a, in a place where we are up and down, right? We see this in the church world. And let, let just let me go down this route with you for a second. In the church world, what we deal with is individuals... That because they've come to the end of themselves, they hit a rock rock in a hard place, they come to church, right? Now God's, in. God, I need you to rescue me from this situation because I was Lord and realized my limitations and I faced the outcomes of my own decisions. And now I'm at the end of myself that I don't know how to figure this thing out. So God, please help me. And you might be here today for that exact reason. God, help me which is good. You're in the right place. Amen. Amen. He can help you. He is here for you. He loves you. He wants to get you out of what you are in. But here's the deal. If you are simply here to get something without changing the direction of your life, you're going to be in the same exact spot. Because even when God rescues you from something, you still face life and trials. So God is still good whenever things aren't good in your life. God is still faithful when you are unfaithful. His character is unchanging to your behaviors. He's infinite. We are finite, right? And so if you're not careful in your life, if there's not a firm foundation in truth, what you'll do is, circumstances okay circumstantially I'm in a tough spot so I'm gonna go to church well now I'm in a bad spot so I'm gonna stop going to church because God isn't good anymore and then you you got okay well I'm in a bad spot again because I, I stopped going to church and I stopped getting rooted in Christ so now I'm gonna go back to church because I think that's the end. And it you don't know what the heck you believe you know probably shouldn't say that you don't want what you believe <laughs> I could have said it another way and you'd be like oh yeah whoa. Oh. okay pastor right but that's the truth we live in a world today the over-informed society you can pull out your phone right now and access anything you want to access in the world or at least what the media companies want you to see it all comes with you know a little bit of this and that they can monitor it they can tell you what you can see or what you can't see if you don't know that fyi that's a reality. Facebook and Twitter and all these places, they can do whatever they want to do. They can manipulate the content that is being displayed. They have the power to do that. There's no regulation behind what they're doing, which should be changed. That's political, I'm not gonna go there. But you can access it. It's an over-informed society that we live in. We have access to information. Here's the deal. If you flood all this information into society and individuals do not know what they believe, what happens? Too much information leads to confusion you ever been here with your wife or your husband? Hey, where do you want to eat? There's 30 different options. I don't know. Give me two, right? 30 options brings confusion. Two options, there's clarity. I want sushi. I want Mexican food, right? I want IBS or I want to feel good. One or the other. You can just say what you, it becomes very clear, right? Just, but 30 options, you, you've been here before, you're with me. You can see how an over-informed society that does not have a foundation of truth can become extremely confused. What do we believe? We don't know what we believe. I don't know. This is a good idea over here. That's a great idea over there. So we gotta be careful. The message, my title, my message is this. Um, is it just rooting or rotting? It is that? Okay. Rooting or rotting? You can write that across the top of your paper. <laughs> That leads us right into point number one. Either you are rooting in your life or you are rotting inside of your life. You are either rooting and or you are rotting, one or the other. Either you are putting your your life and your beliefs into something that is solid that can nourish it or you're putting in something that is fruitile. It simply just doesn't have the ability to pour in doesn't have the ability to give you life, doesn't have the ability to pick you up, doesn't have the ability to encourage you. It's all just willy-nilly. Matthew 13, Jesus would say this, to those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given, and they will have an abundance of knowledge. But those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have, will be taken away from them. Jesus is very clear inside of here. Verse in chapter 13, Jesus is being very clear with us. If you're tuned in to me, you're tuned in to my teachings, guess what? You're going to get more understanding. It doesn't matter how, how high your IQ is. It det- what's determined on your ability to understand and be wise is your level of understanding of God's truth. You can, be, um, you can have a high IQ from a society standpoint, but a low spiritual IQ from a spiritual standpoint. Wisdom does not come from man's ideas. Wisdom comes from God's ideas. So Jesus is saying, if you tune into me and my teachings, you will have an abundance of knowledge. You're gonna gain in your understanding. You're gonna have a better ability to process all of this and apply all of this, right? If you you tune into me. But he says this, but for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. So if you are a generation here today and you're you're tuned into this, if you're leaning into Jesus, you're going to learn more. If you're leaned into society and all the philosophies and all these understandings and all this stuff, more than likely the understanding and the wisdom you need in order to be successful in life holistically, you're not going to, you will never achieve it. You're going to be on the ups and downs and the whims of whatever society is doing. Now you can see right here in our society today, Middle East, unrest in the Middle East, oil shortages. If you've lived more than 20 years, you understand this is a routine. It's a cycle. The same things over and over and over and over. These individuals believe we are stupid, but here's the deal. There are people that are unwise. But there is a group of people that are wise, that have knowledge, have a level of understanding that can say, we've been down this road before and no longer are you going to emotionally manipulate us to get us to behave a certain way. We're going to be free thinkers that know what truth is and we're going to live according to the truth because this is not our kingdom. That is our kingdom. We're a part of something different. And so we... We get to a place of clarity, right? And that, you'll hear me say it around here, and I think it's a great quote. I would rather be wise than woke. I would much rather be a wise individual than a woke individual. Woke individuals are up and down. On, the temperature changes every single day, but a wise generation is stable. You know what happened during the pandemic? Domestic disputes went up crazy. Domestic disputes, suicides, I think more than ever in history. Why? Because when life hit, trials hit, people could not handle themselves. They were standing on a firm fa- a foundation that was not firm, that was willy nilly. They didn't know what they believed, they didn't know how they should act. But when you've been with Jesus, the Holy Spirit is here to lead us into all truth. So no matter how jacked up we get mentally, we are with Jesus. He leads us into truth. His word is truth. Now we can come back to a place and be like, I don't have to worry. I don't have to stress out. I cast my worries on him. Oh, death, where is your sting? We lost that. This death lost its sting because Jesus conquered death, right? We're not going to live in fear of dying because we know this is not our home. So, there's a reality in which we live in when there's a firm foundation of belief in which we're operating. If we're building in Christ, if we're rooted inside of Christ, more than likely we're not rotting in our faith. We're not rotting in our life because we're providing, He's providing all we need to be strong, to be healthy, to be confident, right? It's a beauty. We got to know what we believe. We got to know what we believe. So, um,. Now, one of the key things that, that Jesus talks about, and this is a fundamental passage in scripture, but moving down in verse number or chapter number 13, you go to verse number 18. Jesus would talk about the parables of the seed, and you hear me talk about this a lot, but it's a it's a foundational truth that if you don't understand this, if you don't always come back to this in your life, you will you will miss out on a universal truth that Jesus has for us. A universal truth is right here. You can take this to the bank. Every single day of your life, in everything that you do, you can come back to this scripture and say, where is the seed of faith in my life? Is it on rocky soil? Is it on, you know, a footpath? Is it on a firm, you know, soil that it's got nutrients in it? Where is my faith at? So Jesus would say this. Now listen to the, the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seeds. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Hear the message. Here's the kingdom. This is God's plan. All of humanity is sinful. We are not born good. We're born into sin. We are all on, a, on our way towards hell, every single one of us, until we wake up to the reality of God's love and we say yes to salvation through Jesus Christ. That is the good news. Jesus Christ is the answer. He's the answer, right? So we wake up to that reality. So some people hear that and they're like, nah, nah, I don't know about that. That's what the footpath is right there. Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. The seed that Uh, the seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy but since they don't have deep roots they don't last long right the rocky soil they don't have deep roots so they don't last long either you're rooting or you're rotting if you're rooting you better get them roots down very quickly very quickly How are you getting those roots down? How are you pressing into Jesus Christ? How are you understanding his word more? How are you changing your activity? How are you changing your thinking? How are you living according to the word? So that your life is getting rooted in a belief system that is contrary to your nature, your sinful nature. The quicker you get the roots down, the more solid and stable you are inside of your life. This is fundamental and this is foundational. So it goes on to say, the seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy uh, but since they don't have deep roots they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems and are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell on the, the thorns represents among the thorns represents those who hear God's word but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth so no fruit is produced. So three different areas in which the opportunity to know truth, live according to the truth and build your life, there's three opportunities that can snatch that away. The evil one is coming to snatch it. If you are not rooted, it'll get snatched with the worries and the, the, or with the challenges of life, with the hot sun that's out there. Or it could be in this place where um, the lure of life and the, the crowd, it gets crowded out by the worries. And this is why, you know, when Jesus talks about worry and stress and anxiety occupies the minds of unbelievers. Jesus talks about this. If we're not careful, we can allow ourselves to become a product of this kingdom and don't, we don't remove ourselves from it to think bigger, believe bigger, so that our hope is in something eternal, not in something temporal. Verse 23 says, the, the seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as had been planted. The whole point, if you're rooted, you're in good soil, there's productivity of blessing coming out of your life. You don't have the whims. You don't have the ups and downs. You're not a believer one day and not a believer the next day. You're rooted. You're in good soil. You know, you've ever been there where a storm has hit a place? You a tornado goes through the Midwest. And what do you see? A tornado goes through, but then you see these trees. Some trees are knocked over completely, but then there's some trees that are just standing there. Like they weathered the storm. They had roots that went down, that held stable no matter what the force was on the outside. And this is where we want to be at. If you are a believer here today, you've known Jesus for one week. What are you trying to do? You're trying to beat the odds. Because 75% of people that come to the faith of Jesus Christ lose it. Lose it. You're trying to break the odds because you want to truly press into Jesus. You want to change your entire life and your thinking and how you're being built. You don't want to be tossed with the waves up and down. You don't want to be on the emotional whim. You don't want to turn on the news one day and be like, I don't know. And then the next day, somebody says something to you at work. You're like, I don't know what's going on with my life. Psychologist, give me a pill. You don't want to be that person. We don't want to be that person. Jesus doesn't want us to be that person. Yeah. Jesus is like wanting to be extremely clear with us. If you come to me and you listen to my teachings, and you can build your life. There's strength to it. There's fruit that's going to come out of it. But we have a generation today that is so skeptical. A generation that doesn't, I mean, super sketch. I was the generation between McGuire and Sosa. When they were out there like battling out most home runs every year. You know, you remember this back in the day? I'm just aging myself a little bit. Yeah. right? I'm a little bit of the age of um, um, Lance Armstrong. right? Tour de France, breaking all these records. I'm of that age. But what did we come to find out years later? They all doping. They were all doing it wrong. They were all doing it with selfish intent. They weren't doing it the right way. So how the heck can we trust anybody? We, we, these are our guys like, oh, look at them, man. They're doing it. But they were doing it wrong. They were lying to us. We live in the most skeptical generation upon the face of the earth right now because there's been generations that have used them and abused them that have said something is true, but really it wasn't true. This is where we're at as a people. We wonder why our society is so skeptical. Those people, my generation and the generation after me and the generation after them, these are the individuals now that are in our workplaces. These are the individuals now that are moving up in corporations, skeptical, cynical, don't know what to believe, don't know who to trust. This is the landscape of our world today. So we can either continue down the road of willy-nilly, not knowing what we believe, or the church can rise up, believers can rise up and say, in a world that doesn't know who they are, That is living according to a relative truth. We're going to be the church that Jesus said he is the truth. So we live upon absolutes. You guys can build your foundation, whatever. You can take seeds of faith and whatever you want to put it in. You can put it on a rocky path. You can put it on rocky soil. You can put it amongst the thorns. Whatever you want to do. What we're going to do is we're going to put it in good, good soil. What we know is what good soil is, is God's word has been here for 2,000 years, or longer than that, but Jesus Christ and the church have been here 2,000 years. The word has been here 4,000 years. We, We know the Bible, the teaching, these things have been in place for thousands of years, has gone through political ups and downs, but it stayed true. These are universal, absolute truths. And so you and I, We don't stand upon willy-nilly belief systems. We stand upon absolute truths. Okay? So number two, if you want to write it down, number two, right? Number two is this. Absolutes are absolutely necessary. Absolutes are absolutely necessary in our lives. We we are not a generation. I don't care what the world has said. I don't care what your professor has said. We are a generation that has to come back to, if you're an adult inside of here, you're not, you're not a, You're not an immature person. You're not a kid in in an adult body. If you're an adult in here with me right now, right? You're a believer, right? You're a wise individual. What we got to do is say, okay, what's the absolutes? What are the absolutes? What do we believe? What are the universal truths? Right here. Do this with me. Everybody put your hands out. Go like this. I love this illustration. I saw it and I was like, I'm doing that. I'm doing that for sure. In one hand, are absolute truths, unchanging, we'll die for these things. Nobody can tell us any different. On the other hand, these things are circumstantial, right? The Bible would tell us that all things are pre- permissible, but not everything's beneficial, right? For somebody, they can eat pork. For another person, they can't eat pork. For one person, they can drink wine. Another person, they can't drink wine, right? These things are changing, and it's dep- dependent upon you. But it's not an absolute. And we're gonna go down this journey, and we're gonna look at it in a couple other messages down the road, But what is absolute is, Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to uh, heaven except through him. That is a universal truth. Jesus Christ is the son of God. That's a universal, absolute truth. It is unchanging, right? Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to empower us in a holy life, a godly life a righteous life. That is an absolute. We'll die for that. Somebody comes along and like, yeah, Jesus was just a good guy. No, he was not just a good guy. He was the savior of the world. He is God. These are the things you hold the absolutes in this hand and you don't give them up. Somebody comes along, and you're like, you lost your dang mind. And don't let me, don't make me use this. Okay. <laughs> don't get crazy on me. We don't do that. We don't do that, but we hold on to this. Nobody can say anything different on this hand. Cool. Okay? These are life choices that may be different that's not biblical. Okay? It's suggestive. So we'll go down that road. And next week, we'll no, not next week because we got, we got anniversary Sunday next week, so we're going to go a different route. But the week after that, we're going to be talking about kind of the, the scale of it. What are the absolutes in the middle? How does it branch out? And how does it branch out? And we're going to look at the big circle, and it's good, and it's awesome. My main thing with all of this is I want us to be a church that is on solid foundation. I'm tired of seeing bipolar Christians in our country today. I'm tired of, well, I'm tired of it, you know? It's really hard. We have to be, uh, one moment, one moment, right? Something happens in society. Unrest in the Middle East, oh! I'm like, this stuff now, I'm just like, yeah, that's the world. It's just a political shift. Because the politics change, the agendas change, and the issues change. That's just how it works. That's how our world works. If you live long enough, you understand that, right? Now, a young generation, it's a little harder because you haven't lived very long right? You haven't seen the shifts and the changes. You haven't seen one pol- political person be in there and then they create these issues and then the next person and they create these issues and it's all this emotional thing. Like, oh my God. And if you're the other side, then you're a horrible person on this side. You're a horrible person. If you're on the other side, <laughs> that's how it is, right? You turn on the news and it's all X, Y, Z and they're this and they're that blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, dude, these guys are loonies, right? But if they don't play the side, what happens? They lose their power. And them suckers got some serious power. The budgets in America, trillions, trillions of dollars of our tax money that they have power over. Okay, we're not going down that road, okay. I mean, I can stick on that for a while, for a long time. So we got it, you know, skeptical generation, but we gotta know what's in this hand of universal absolute truths, the unchanging truths. If we don't know what those are, then we will be up and down. So here's what Romans talks about. It says this, and this is the challenge in which we live in today. Romans 1, 18 says, but God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. There are people that honestly, they don't love Jesus. They're in a sinful world and they're looking out for um, numero uno, themselves. They, they suppress truth. They know what truth is, but they're never going to share it to you. They're, they're evil. They're evil individuals. But if you look down in Romans 125, going down further, it says this, they traded the truth about God for a lie. So they worshiped and served the things God created instead of the creator himself, who is worthy of eternal praise. Amen. The world in which we live in here today, if we're not serving God and being rooted in him, we will be serving ourselves and doing everything in our power to suppress truth, build up our own things that we can worship and do our own thing and replace God because we, we don't want that judgment, we don't want that shame. We gotta be careful. Are we living our lives today and building our families today and building our careers based upon a lie? Are these good ideas? Are they God ideas? Is what you believe today rooted in God's word that you can say, this is the truth. I stand firm upon it. How I respond to my boss, how I interact with my wife, the choices I make every single day to live in moderation, the choices I make every single day to love people that don't look like me, the choices I make every single day to be generous with my stuff, The choices I make every single day to live a life of obedience towards the creator of the universe and not at the whim of my emotions, are they rooted in God's word? The thing about absolute truth is it puts us all on the same playing field. The generation we live in here today says it's relative. It's relative. Your truth is your truth. Who are you to say that that's not true? It's willy-nilly. It it puts it all over the place. Your truth is your truth. My truth is my truth. Don't tell me that my truth is not my truth. This is the willy-nilly society in which we're living in. This generation can't trust anybody. Then you got people that are suppressing truth over here. They know what the truth is, but they're suppressing it in order to stay in power, keep people down, to use you and get something out of you and get something out of me. Either you can be a you can be a part of the system and the will on the emotional whims of their desire, or you can rise above and be wise as a serpent, humble as a dove, and say, I'm rooted in Jesus Christ. He is my foundation. You know, we, if there is no absolutes, then how can we hold accountability to outcomes? Heather and I are building a house right now, and um, They've been doing the foundation. They put up all the forms. How it kind of works just to break it through. We've never built a house before, so we're learning. So they put all the forms out, right? You got to go to the architecturals, the architecturals, and the person comes out that's doing the foundation, and they put all the forms up. And then after you get the forms up in the base layer of, uh, uh, of basin, I think is what they call it, then the plumber comes out and runs all the plumbing lines all over the place and then stubs them up. And then they come back in and they put dirt over the top of that and build them up around there and leave these trenches in between. And it's like, it looks like a big, uh, square blocks all stacked up in there. And then they pour the foundation on top of that with like this much, um, this much concrete. And then in the wedges like this, it go down like however far it is. So we walked out there and I'm, I'm walking around the, the property and I'm looking at the plumbing and I'm like, Hey, this plumbing looks like it's off. It doesn't look like it's in the right spot. And they're like, well, I mean, the builder's like, well, I checked everything. I mean, everything's right. And I was like, well, this just, it doesn't look right. It looks like it's off. And he's like, okay, well, let's look at it. And so we went to look at it. And it turns out that it was two feet off. The plumbing was two feet in only one spot. It was two feet off. It was two feet off. I think it was at 21 and it was supposed to be at 23, something like that. And we, we figured out that the plumber placed it in the wrong spot. Now, here's the deal. I walked out there and said, this doesn't look right. The plumber could come out there and be like, you're crazy. It's right. That's 23 feet. And I'm like, no, um, I took a measuring tape, and the measuring tape says it's 21 feet. It needs to be 23. He's like, it's 23 feet. Like, well, we all agree that 12 inches a foot, yes? Yeah. <laughs> and we all agree that 23 feet is 23 times 12, yes? 20, 23, 12 inches, that should be be this, Let's look at it together. If we don't have absolutes in our society today, that plumber could sit there and say, that's 23 feet. Because I believe it's 23 feet. It may be completely wrong, but I don't care if it's wrong. My truth is my truth. It's 23 feet. Like, well, who the heck are you to change the metric system? (laughs) You see, see what this means? If we live in a society today that says your truth is your truth and there's no absolute truth, Anybody can say, this is truth. And why don't we build a society upon it? What? Yeah. We're going to build a society upon it. your harebrained idea? No, we're not going to do that. There's universal truths, spiritual truths that God has put in place in order for humanity to live, apply into their lives that everybody benefits from it. Not just one person in one generation at one moment in time. Because Adolf Hitler's truce was completely different than universal truths. Oh, Lord Jesus. It's true. This is how crazy it is. What are we set up for right now? We're set up for destruction. Unless there's a generation that rises up in wisdom and says, no longer are we going to believe the lie that has infiltrated our society that says any truth is real and true. We want to rise up and say, there is universal truth that has already been here. It is firm and it is established. It's been proven for thousands of years. And that truth is Jesus Christ and his teachings. Not anybody else's teachings. It's Jesus Christ and his teachings. Because 23 feet is 23 feet. Amen. Amen. You know, when you break it down like that, it's pretty simple. But they can really confuse it out there. They can really make it sound hard and challenging. Jesus is the truth. I said this before, but I'll, I'll read it now. Matthew 6:22 says this, your eye is, a, uh, is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. And this is a source. It's a source inward. What you are gazing upon, what you are focused on, is the light that is illuminating your life. And if we're focused on Jesus, the Holy Spirit is illuminating our lives. We have the light, the truth on the inside of us. It's not our idea. It's God's idea. We're just lining our lives up with his plan. But Jesus goes on to say this, but when your eye is unhealthy, Your whole body is filled with darkness. Wow. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep is that darkness? Man. We live in a generation today that is woke. Woke according to what standards? Woke according to what belief system? Woke according to what philosophies? but they believe that the light they have is true. And Jesus says, woe to the man that believes that the light that they have on the inside, that they believe what they have is light. How dark is that darkness? That's scary. That is the generation in which we live in here today. Jesus was clear and it's best said to be clear is to be kind. The worst thing we can do as a people is believe something but not share it with people. But that is a ploy of the enemy that we operate today. Who are you to tell somebody that their truth is not their truth? You're hurting their feelings. You're making them feel bad. Why are you doing that to them? What Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He offended a lot of people when he said that. But to be clear is to be kind. Don't let anybody else tell you any different. To be clear is to be kind. To be clear is not unloving. To be clear is not hateful. To be clear is not judgmental. To be clear is kind. If you're clear with people, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, then you give them an opportunity to experience the same hope that you have and step into freedom that you have. You're giving them the ability to do so. So don't let a generation tell you your truth is your truth and keep your truth to yourself. Jesus said, go into the world and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them all that I have taught you to do. Not teaching them whatever the latest philosophy is. Go out there. Tell them I'm good. And then teach whatever philosophy is cool at the moment in time that make people feel good. That's not how he says it. So, John chapter 8, verse 31 through 34 says, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teaching. Again, Jesus said to his people who believed in him, You are truly my disciples whenever you remain faithful to woke teachings, the latest philosopher, or my teachings. Jesus said, My teachings, mine. And you will know the truth, and the truth will what? Set you free. Not free to do whatever the heck you want to do, but free. From sin to live out the good intentions that God has set up on the inside of you to love the world and empower the world and strengthen the world and be generous with the world so that they can see your good works and they can glorify your heavenly Father, not glorify you. But we are descendants of Abraham, they said. We have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean? you will be set free. Verse 34 says, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave of sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but the son is part of the the family forever. So the son sets you free and you are free, truly free. What is he saying? I'm a part of the family. I have the ability to truly set you free. I have, it's me that sets you free. Nobody else, nothing else. I take it upon myself to remove you from the sin. You are a slave to sin. It's me who sets you free. Goes down, we'll jump down to verse 44. For you are the children of of your father, the devil, and you love to do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character for he lies, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So when I tell the truth, you you just naturally don't believe me. So there's a generation out there where Jesus is speaking the truth. The truth is, I mean, it's here, it's present. But the father of lies, individuals are operating according to the devil's plan. They're listening to the devil's plan and resisting the truth. We cannot be that generation. God has called us to rise up. If we really are saved and redeemed, we're not living a bipolar Christianity. Our roots are firmly in God's foundation. There's absolute truth of God's word. It's not their truth or this truth or this movement. It's Jesus Christ and the movement of salvation through him. It's transformation through the blood of Jesus Christ in our life. If that is the truth, then our lives can now be built on a firm foundation, which Jesus would talk about in Matthew 7. What does he say? Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. Come on back to that wisdom. I send you out as a sheep among wolves right? Be as wise as a serpent. My teachings and follows it is wise. How do you get wise? Follow Jesus' teachings. What is the input? Is it God's word or is it some movie star or some crazy person or the latest idea that's out there or some, I can't even go down. There's so many routes I could go with this, but there's crazy people everywhere that do not have a firm foundation in Christ Jesus. I think I said this the the other day and I'll say it here because I I think there's a lot of young people here. Right now, there's like a TikTok pastor that's out there, a gay TikTok pastor that said Jesus sinned whenever he talked to the Samaritan woman. He said Jesus sinned whenever he talked to the Samaritan woman because he said a racial slur to her. This is how crazy the society we live in. A person that has no credibility, says he's a pastor, he's living a gay lifestyle that's clearly unbiblical according to God's standards, says Jesus, the savior of the world, God's only son that lived a blameless life, he steps out on a whim to say, Jesus sinned. What? And that's who we're putting our faith on now? A sinner? What? This is how crazy it is. I'm just saying, this is how crazy it is. It's crazy. I'm blown away by it. I know. I'm like, what the? But there's a young generation that jumps on here, doesn't know what to trust, living on the whim of some harebrained idea by a person that's completely living an unbiblical life, trying to make claims towards the divinity of Christ as he's, if he's fallible. No, he's infallible. He who was without sin became sin for what? Our Righteousness. Our righteousness. And this jeg leg over here. That's right. If you don't know what you believe, so I'm saying. If you don't know what you believe, somebody's going to come along and throw some high sounding ideas out there. And you're like, that sounds great. No, it's not great. It'll destroy your life. It'll get you in a place where you will try to build your life on a foundation that is not rooted in God's word that is fallible. Here's the deal. Here's a ruler, right? Or a level right here. If this is level, it's level. This little bubble right here, you can't get away from gravity. That little bubble sitting inside of there, if this table is level, this bubble is going to be right inside of those lines to tell me that this is completely level. How do I know? Because this tool is used for that purpose and it's clearly telling me that it's level. What is God's word? If there's no universal truths, there's no absolutes, then this isn't love and this isn't true. But that's the beauty of what we believe. God's word, this is good for my marriage. This will tell me how to treat my wife, my husband right here. This will teach me how to raise my kids. This will teach me how to act. This will teach me how to press against my, my sinful behavior. It's right here. It's yay. It is amen. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. It's been here long before we ever existed. It is yay and amen. We can build our lives on this truth. It's truth. We're not on the whim. Firm Foundation is right here. Why do we need to seek anything else? Why do we need to go anywhere else? Why do we need to listen to anybody else? It's already been fleshed out. Stop with the bipolar Christianity and let's start getting rooted in God's word. Get rooted in Jesus Christ. Let's start living this thing. Amen. As C.S. Lewis says it, either Jesus was a liar, he was a lunatic, or he is Lord. If you believe he's a liar or a lunatic, you will never put your roots in him. You will never build your foundation in him. You will never lean into his teaching and receive more understanding. And when the winds and the storms of life come, you are built on sand and you will crumble. You will be bipolar. But if you believe in Jesus Christ, doesn't matter what happens, you're rooted. You're not rotting, you're rooted. You're firm, you're set, you're secure, no matter what comes. If he's a liar and a lunatic, live however you want to live. But if Jesus Christ is Lord, if Jesus is the Lord, what does that mean? If he is the leader, he is the spiritual leader. He is the son of God. What he says goes. If he is Lord, then our responsibility is to live like it. If he's the authority, it's our responsibility to live like it. If we're in his kingdom, we got to act according to his kingdom. We can't just keep on going and doing what we do. That's the accountability. It's not 23 feet. You're living at 21 feet. You need to get to 23 feet because the word clearly says that this is 23 feet. Get your life right in your sexuality. Get the life right in your finances. Get the life right inside of how you love the world. Get your life right in how you see things. Get your life right. Turn off the media. Get your woke uh, ideas fleshed out through the word so you can become wise and not woke. Get your hope in Jesus Christ and not political figures, not movie stars and Hollywood and, and pop culture. Get your hope in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. That's all I got. I got a lot more, but I'm not going to say it. I got to shut it down. Hopefully you understand here today. If we don't know what we believe, we will be tossed. Paul talks about this in the New Testament. You gotta take every high sounding idea, submit it underneath Christ. Because good ideas are not God ideas. And good ideas don't look holistically at life. I'm a pastor, I don't need anything from you. I hope I display God's word to you with such clarity. Jesus was criticized for using way too many parables to so are like, he, he just, you know, talks too simply. I hope I talk really simply to you that you can clearly understand what the truth of God's word is, that you don't walk out of here and be like, I got to come back next week to figure this thing out. I hope you walk out and be like, I got some truths today. I can change my tomorrow. I can live by faith and not by sight. I can trust Jesus Christ with my life. I no longer want to live according to these things. I don't want to put my hope in man or people or media or political or whatever. I want to put my hope in Jesus Christ. And I want big. I want a, my roots to grow down in Christ. I want him to grow into his teachings. I want my understanding to grow. So it doesn't matter what storms are out there. I'm strong. I'm good. I don't need a pill to be all right. I don't need a psychologist to be all right. I just watching this is like two cents Probably shouldn't even tell the story but I was just watching this this infomercial this past week it was all about coming to the Bahamas come to the Bahamas come to the Bahamas blue water, white sand beaches, palm trees come and relax at the Bahamas. I started thinking man the advertisement is to go somewhere to find peace go somewhere to relax but spiritually Jesus Christ has done that for us every day. Every day. Every day. He says, come to me, all the weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You want to live in the Bahamas every single day? Get to Jesus. You want to live in paradise every day? Get to Jesus. You want to live in the Middle East every day? Turn on the media. Turn on TikTok. That's where you can live in turmoil and chaos. And why does that happen? It's been happening for a millennia, FYI. If you didn't know, what's happening in the Middle East today is all, it all goes back to, right? And it goes back to way back in the day. I mean, I, I can't even go down the road right now. I don't even wanna, you're talking thousands of years, this is in the making. And this that should tell you right there that all this spiritual stuff Is real. It's been a spiritual battle from the beginning and it'll always be a spiritual battle. No no matter how comfortable we get in our country, it's always gonna be spiritual. It's not a war against flesh and blood, but against principalities of the unseen world. Amen? All right, I'm over time now. Awesome. Let's pray. God, we love you, Lord. We thank you that you have given us your word that has absolute truth, that your word existed in the beginning and that, Father, we can build our lives on it. Lord, as we get rooted in it, God, I pray that you would strengthen our entire church, God. That, Father, we don't live woke, but we live wise. We don't live manipulated, but we live in the truth. And, God, we would be a generation that rises up and brings stability to the chaos of this generation. That stability rooted in you and only you. We love you, Jesus. And everybody says amen and amen.